Episode 20, we are back. Kevin, how are you feeling on this beautiful Saturday afternoon? Oh, I'm doing great, bro. I'm doing great. That's that's all right. That's all you got for me? Yeah, I know. It's just another week, another dollar at work. And I'm here. It's my highlight of the week that uh, we're doing the podcast again. We survived another week. We did. Honestly, it's the weekend again. Just for all you that know that can't see. Jacob is wearing sunglasses right now and giving me kind of like a very creeped out vibe. Oh, but I mean, it's, it's really sunny in here. I'm just trying to cut the glare. But let's get into it. So this week's going to be kind of our, tread li- our trade deadline reactions. Last week we were talking about what we thought was going to happen and some things we were right on, some things we were wrong on, right? So let's just kind of jump right into it. I kind of have my sheet here. Let's go off some of the big names. And we'll just get some reactions of how you feel like everything went. So the first, the biggest name I think to move on trade deadline day was Claude Giroux. I think Claude Giroux to the or he moved a little before it, but to the Flyers was um, probably one of the biggest deals. I think it puts the Panthers instantly as my probably I don't know if they're my cup favorite, but they're the best team I think in the Atlantic on paper. Um, they really have just they've proven that they are legit and they're going to go for it. I think one thing for me that was super interesting was just the fact that Claude Giroux wanted to play there. And I think it shows that the Panthers are really starting to make strides in the right direction. Like they're actually becoming a legit team because when you think about it, like you never look to the Florida Panthers as like, (laughs) I've never once ever thought of the Florida Panthers as very legit. And now for the first time, I mean, you see stars who are like, Hey, I want to go play for the Panthers instead of playing for the Bruins or instead of playing for, um, I think it was the Bruins or Kev. Do you know who the other team that was trying to get uh, Claude Giroux was? It was the Bruins or who else? You don't know? Okay, you're muted. Kev just talking muted, so this is great. Yeah, but, no, I just knew it was Bruins in uh, Florida. Yeah, so I mean, I, I know that he wanted to go to Florida, so it just shows kind of this shift in the tides. I think they had a great deadline. Their team had a great deadline. I think let's just go right through the whole Atlantic division. We'll jump. We'll go right. We'll go through each one. Um, how do you feel about the Lightning's deadline? Yeah, like the addition of Brendan was it Brendan Hagel. Yeah, like that's huge. huge. That was yep. huge. And like the Lightning continue to show it's we don't care about first round, second round, third round. <laughs> no, they just go for it. They they, we're going, going for it. it. Like we know, like we're in the win now. Like we're back to back champions. Like we know what we have. We know it's. But the thing is, when they do draft, though, they draft well. They have hits, so yeah. that's how they're able to like make the mix. Is like every year they have a player or two that's ready to step in and play, and so they're able to have that low contract help with the AAV and everything. The cap hit. Well, that's the biggest thing. Hagel is is going to cost for the next two years one point five against the cap. So like right there, it's just it, it'll it makes guys like um. Kalorn kind of expendable and stuff in the offseason. So I, I, I like that move for him. It, it was very smart. Another guy who I think was smart, it kind of gives him that grit, a little bit of the grit that they kind of were missing a bit this year is Nicholas Paul. Nick Paul's a good player. Um, he has 12 goals, seven assists, 19 points. Nothing that jumps off the board, but he's 6'3, 225, and he's gritty. So I'd say it was, to me, that was another good pickup. And it's like 
these teams are getting better around you. So what are you going to do? And that kind of jumps us into the Bruins. Um, obviously we will talk a little more about the Bruins than any other team. So we'll go to them last, actually. Let's talk about the big addition for Tampa. I mean, for Toronto. Again, we're only talking about the playoff teams here. I don't care about the non-playoff teams, but um, the Toronto Maple Leafs, I think they had a good, they had a good trade deadline. Getting Mike Giordano was, was a Mark. good Mark. Why do I keep saying Mike? Every time I say Mike, getting Mark Giordano was, is a great move. I think it helps sure up their back end. He's not the player he once was. I mean, he won the Vesna what, three years ago? He's not still yeah, that guy. Three years ago. Yeah, he's not still that guy. But not the Vesna, you won the Norris. I can't talk today. This is ridiculous. Is that, I think Jake might be hungover, but no, I'm I'm not. <laughs> not at all, actually. Sunglasses can't talk. No, not at all. But um just you just you ruined my train of thought. I think I think they got better. I think the Leafs got better. I think the Lightning got better. And I think the Panthers got better. Um, all three of them. You know, the team that got better too, though, is our team, the Boston Bruins. Um, so I think on deadline day, when I went on the Inside the Rink live stream, obviously shout out Inside the Rink, I was super frustrated that the Bruins didn't get any forwards at the deadline because obviously it's something we were hoping they were going to get done was bring in one of the big name forwards. But – you know, when you look at the Bruins forward group, it's it's performing right now. And for a lot of the start of the year, it wasn't. But now it is. And they're starting to fire on all cylinders. So I can only get so frustrated when the Bruins just simply are not going to go out and they're not going to overpay for people too many times. You know what I mean? So I like to look at it and play a little devil's advocate. If, if we had if Boston had gone and got Lindholm on Monday instead of Saturday – I think people would be looking at the Bruins trade deadline much differently. You know what I mean? I think Campus Lindholm was the best defensive prospect out there to be or best defensive player that could have been traded for. And the Bruins went out and they got him. And in one game in Boston already, he's shown his talent, his transitions, how quickly he moves the puck. Oh my the God, ice. dude. It was I'm awesome. I do on that one pass, the his first one. Those little Just, spin moves and those passes. It's right. Like, getting it right up immediately. It's like, I'm going to get the puck and then. I'm going to get right up the ice and then led to the pass of goal. Two yeah. passes, goal. Like, it was nuts. Like, and, like, his hitting, his ability, and, like, he's not letting people fuck around with him. It's like, you want to go, I'll, I'll hit you. I'll keep hitting you. It just it brings a whole other like, aspect to his game. And it kind of takes a little pressure off Charlie, too, which is huge. Oh, I know. It, it was good. Like, but one thing I did see, like, did you notice? Lindholm is a little bit of a riverboat gambler. There's a couple times he was, like, down deep in the offensive zone. And I like that. Like, I like seeing guys are going to go get it. And especially when you're playing with McAvoy, like you're playing with a world-class defenseman. You're a world-class defenseman. I love everything about it. I think the Bruins defense last night looked as good as it's looked in two years against a great team. And that brings me into, before I get there though, I, I whatever, we'll just, we're going to be wild today. It's, it's Friday, Friday wild pod. So the last night's game, I think was like playoff hockey. It was so fun to watch. I watched every that game. And it was worth the price of admission. It was awesome. Um, I think the Bruins played well. I think the Lightning played well. And it shows that if the Bruins play their game, we're going to be able to beat these other top teams. The Lightning's defense is not even close to as good as Boston's. At the end of the first period, we were outscoring chance them 7-1. to one. And that's just because our defense is so stout looking with, with this new top four. The pucks are not getting in deep. If they are, they're getting transitioned right out. They're transitioning to offense fast. I guess that's the best way to put it. We were happy with our first game, seeing our new players on the team, right? Right. And, like, the big thing about this is we were able to beat the Lightning without Patrice Bergeron. Like, that's huge. It's like, we've talked about before, like, 
how weird you were with like no top line center. We're so weird. Like what Patrice Bergeron brings to this team besides his leadership. It's like his skills, that ability to win faceoffs. He's in for a record, like winning Selkie year. And it's just Bergeron does everything for this team that you can imagine for. And it hurts not having him. But after last night's game, we're three one and oh with Bergeron out of the line. Out. Yeah. Which is like that's it's incredible that we're able to do that. And like Jack Stanika has stepped up. Oh, he looks but, good. He's buzzing around. Right. He's buzzing around. Like, he almost had that one goal too, and yep. um he was down in the net and just that one unlucky bounce. But like hopefully Bergeron's good to go for tomorrow against Columbus and Boston. Like last night he's off a five game homestead for Boston, so we need these games. Right now we have after last night you have eighteen games to go. You just leapfrogged uh, Tampa for that third seat, third spot in the Atlantic. You're tied with Toronto. Tampa does hold the game in hand. This no, is Toronto. anybody's division. Toronto holds the game in hand. Tampa doesn't. Tampa holds the game in hand. They do? Swear to God. Oh, but we're ahead of them in the standings. Right, because we have one point on them. Okay. They no, have no, game no, in no. Hand. You're right. You're right. We have the same amount of yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, I'll I was going to say, sure. sir, sir, I wrote an article about this yesterday. All right, all right, all right, all right, sorry. Yo, peep Kevin's sorry, articles. They're pretty Sorry, fresh. I'm falling apart here. I just, like, lost power in the middle of the recording. Luckily, the generator came on. I don't, like, I'm running on Jenny power now. We're just hoping it doesn't happen again. Oh, man. This thing's a mess. But, you know, the Bruins looked good. Bruins looked good. I'm happy with that. Um, the rest of the division got good, too. One thing I think that was, that shocked us all was early on the deadline day when we see the Bruins tweet out, congratulations, number 74 is back. And it's that they re-signed Jake DeBrus to a two-year, $4 million AAV contract. So two years, $8 million. Uh, obviously, like in our group chat, we instantly were talking about how it was a sign-and-trade. We thought Jake must be gone. I think Jake thought the same thing. I think Jake thought, sign this deal, I'll definitely get moved, and that's that with Boston. Didn't happen, okay? Didn't happen. So Jake DeBrusque is now brewing for the remainder of the year. Um, and but I do see him going well, to the No, I think in the summer he's going to – no, he has yeah. two more years after this on the contract, but I don't think he's going to stay. Unless, you know, everything works out, he becomes a mainstay on that top line and the Bruins go and win a cup. Maybe if that happens, he stays, or they make a long run and he changes his mind. But I don't know. It's a weird situation. It's still weird. Maybe it got a little less weird, hopefully. You know what I mean? Now, now he knows. If you heard Jake's interview, he now knows this is where he's going to be playing. This is his team, and he's going to move forward. And I think hearing Don Sweeney and hearing Bruce Cassidy kind of ring the same endorsement, I think it kind of puts it behind him a little bit, but it's always going to be in the back of his head. But, you know, Jake's played good. He's playing his game, um, and they're going to roll forward with him. Right. So it kind of is like, what it is. Like, what else can you do? It, they need him. I mean, like, you know what? That depressed uh, press conference after the game, after the deadline, it showed his maturity. It did. And it, dude, it had to be like one of the most respectable things. You can ask for a young player like that. He came out. He was all smiles. He was all happy. And he, he understands the situation. And that's the biggest key. Yeah. And the biggest takeaway is, yeah, he understands. Like, it's a business league. He just wants to play hockey, make money, have fun, win. He understands he can do majority of that in Boston. Sometimes he may not feel like that. But he understands, hey, for the time being, this is where I'm going to be. I have to give my best. And that's it. 
Jake has never given up. He continues nope. to show that high motor. He gets to the dirty areas. Well, I mean, playing. for a little bit he wasn't, and that's kind of what kicked him down the yeah. line. But he he has started. So doing once he went to the first line, though, like I I I can see it's like when you're that guy and you know you have talent, and you're put on a fourth line, it's like, damn, I don't belong on a fourth line. I belong on a third, second, maybe a first, and he's on the first, and just having people like Brad Marshawn and Patrice Perger elevate your game like that, you can't ask for more. Like. And it's turned out it's been good for Jake. He's turned in great results, and he's changed his attitude, and he's he's bought in for at least this season. Yeah, no, and that's again, the most like, important part. That the ring, the, the thing is, is nobody knows what's going to happen next year. We don't know. The Bruins don't know. Nobody knows. So, do I think Jake DeBrus is going to be a Bruin when the season starts next year? No, but can he help his own trade value? Can the Bruins get helped by him? Can he help himself? Can everyone be helped by him having a good rest of the year? Yes. So he's going to. He's going to go out. He's going to work hard. And, you know, I don't – I have no problem with it, really. Uh, I'm all right with it. And I, I'm all right with the Bruins lineup. If Eric Halla plays the way he did last night, going Dude, forward and into the playoffs, I don't give a shit that we didn't get That was forward. his first career three assist game. He played yeah. awesome. He played awesome. Pops was, was awesome. on another level. Our defense looked good. I can't wait for the next game. I, I can't wait to watch this team play more. I'm excited to see our, our other defenseman, Josh Brown. I mean, he's a big, heavy defenseman who I expect to come and play a tough game. And, you know, it's not always super flashy, but it's never going to be super flashy with him, actually, like never, ever. But what it will be is it'll be hardworking, and in the playoffs he'll be tough. And you need a little bit of that. I look back to the 2019 Stanley Cup run. I always say if the Bruins had Kevin Miller, I think we would have won that Stanley Cup. But we didn't, and it's, it's a guy like that who could make a difference in those situations. So I'm glad we got him, and I'm glad that there's some competition on the back end of our decor. Yeah, well, that brings me to the next thing. Um, so, like, yeah, Josh Brown hasn't played yet, and then Cassidy mentioned prior to last night's game, Mike Riley's the odd man out. The guy that's been playing every game, like, you pretty much have your top four set. You have your top pairing of – Oh, your top four set. That's yeah, Hampus Lindholm and Charlie McAvoy, and then second pairing of Matt Krizlik and Brandon Carlo. And then, so that leaves Mike, Mike Riley with the odd man out last night. And Ka- Cassie Keown said, I love the combination of Derek Forbert and Connor Clifton. Yeah. They play well together. They're my guys. And, yeah, Mike Riley's had a good year. He's a good, great player. He does what we, we ask of him, but – it's going to suck. There's going to be a time where you're the odd man out. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the you're thing where I like look at Josh Brown coming to Boston. He's got to be like, fuck, a little bit. He's played 46 games this year. And now he's coming in where he's – I don't know. I don't know where he fits, really. So it's like he's a right-handed defenseman. Where does he fit? I, I don't know. Our, our bottom D pair is kind of in flux. But the, here's the thing. There's four guys for those two spots. The best two guys are going to be who's playing when the playoffs start. So – it, it's it's a good problem to have because you need depth. You need NHL-ready defensemen who can come in. Let's say a guy goes down like Grizzly or Carlo who have extensive injury histories. You need someone who can fill in and play in those roles. So luckily you have Riley who could fill in for the puck-moving defenseman side, and you have Josh Brown who can fill in for the not-puck-moving defenseman, the stay-at-home guys. So I like the way they built that. Do I wish they could have went out and got a guy like Raquel? Yeah, but it didn't happen. So Jake DeBrusque, look at Jake DeBrusque as our playoff rental. You know what I mean? I'm overall yeah. happy with what the Bruins did. Yeah, I want to I touch am. on that Raquel deal. This 
the Bruins had him. Like, I don't know if many people realize that. Like, the Bruins had him, but it was yeah. at 11th hour, Penguins all of a sudden coming out of nowhere after making it known, like, hey, yeah, we're going to sit tight. We like our roster. And all of a sudden, they came out of nowhere, like, here's our package. We want Really? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, like, Prince, it was down to, um, was the Bruins and the Kings or Bruins in Vegas? One of those combos, but it's definitely the Bruins. The Bruins were one of the top teams. It was pretty much almost in, like set in stone. He was coming to Boston, and the Penguins came out of nowhere and offered them a second round pick, two NHL roster players, and a prospect, which is a one of their top goalie prospects. And that was the thing that it just it sold in on. Like, two of the guys going um, from Pittsburgh, they're both in the final years of their contract. They're bottom six guys. But they're still NHL guys that are ready. Yeah, no, I mean. It's one of their top prospects in a goalie to pick. And it was just, like we talked about, Don Sweeney knows value. He's not going to overpay. Well, it, so I, I said that too, right? And then I do think we overpaid a little bit for Lindholm. But if it no, works, no. it works. So if you break down the Lindholm deal. I know, I know. It's actually like crazy to think um, how that was. So pretty much me and Connor have talked about this. And I wrote an article about it using Connor's um, no, knowledge. And a shout out Connor inside the rink at Connor Green. But so the way the Lindholm deal broke down was – you pretty much got Lindholm for a first round and Yerho back at nine. In. Yeah. And the, then the, the second, second round picks, picks were for taking one to retain contract. the 50% retention, yep. retain the 50 cent salary and the other second round to take John Moore's contract. So I ask you this, that second round pick to take half the salary was a waste of a second round pick because we went and made no moves. Yeah. We're, the Bruins are rolling in to the, to the playoffs with $6 million in cap space. That's that's not great. That's not ideal when you're trying to win a cup, but it is what it is. It is what it is. What, you know, we missed the um, – I don't know how we missed it, but the Lindholm signing, I think eight years at $6.5 million is going to – it's going to be a great deal. It's a great deal. Um, at the end, it's going to seem a little high, people are saying, but I don't know because the salary cap's going to go up. The cap's not staying at what it is. When the salary cap goes up a couple million and then a couple more million, then it makes a big jump, I think – Probably year five of that contract, we can expect a big jump in the cap, hopefully, with the ESPN deal really starting to roll through. Um, I really think that that deal is going to be seen as pretty good. So, do it's John Moore, though, is Anaheim was immediate looking to trade him, too. He was to in Vegas. I know, but that didn't that happen. Deal, whatever you say his name. Yeah, it didn't happen. But you think I had three points last night. A goal into this in his first game after the whole bot stream. You're lagging like crazy right now. Your Walmart internet's not holding up too good. Mr. My Island Walmart boy. internet, Mr. Mr. Island Mr. boy, Mr. Computer. Uh, I know my. Com- I know I'm like chirping your internet. Like my computer didn't just shut off in the middle of us recording. Just I know I'm already like. Duh. But you know, overall happy with the Bruins. Did happy with trade deadline day. Do you have any big surprises of the deadline day? Oh, I yeah, I really didn't expect Mark Andre Fleury to go to Minnesota. No, I didn't see that coming. Like you had 
Talbot and you have Cabo Cockenden late rookie year, like so I didn't see that, but Alex Hayes, Minnesota, and it's crazy because I'm like in a Minnesota uh, hockey to share my Minnesota articles. So I do like, I do like watching this uh, wild. It's crazy, though. How many of those people think, yo, we for a washed-up goalie, like, what should you say about – Dude, anything you read on Facebook's bullshit, so I wouldn't really – No, I know, but it's just it's crazy, like, seeing these things, like – how much they, they hate on Flurry now. You guys do on the Vesna last year and then shitty team. This year show what Flurry capable of. And like you watch when the Bruins played the Blackhawks and Flurry almost like insane games. Like it's wild. It's like be grateful that you have that player in your team now and you have a tandem like Talbot and uh Flurry. Going forward, just why I hope I hope that everyone else can hear one word Kevin just said because I only heard flurry a few times. It was so laggy. I'm hoping it's just on my end because you've cleared up now. You're back in HD. I can see your beautiful face now. But oh, yeah, man. I no, I yeah, I, I think flurry is a huge addition to that team. I think it shows. I mean, Cam Talbot. You got to feel a little bit for Talbot because he's just an all star. But same time, like you proved over the last like 10, 15 games that you can't sustain yourself as a number one go and you get flurry that team's an instant contender again i i think minnesota's a good team i do like minnesota i agree with you i think minnesota is legit i really do um one guy that we talked a lot about in our deadline preview episode and we were obsessing over is jacob chikrin um and that he just didn't move he simply didn't move and i think the bruins knew he wasn't going to move and that's why they went and pulled the trigger on Lindholm. So I'm happy with it. And, you know, Chikrin's not meant to be. Lindholm's our guy, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's And what Arizona wanted for Chikrin, too, like, they wanted first. They wanted Fabian Lysel. They wanted players. We weren't able to – we didn't have to give that up. We didn't have to give up Mason Lowry for Lindholm. So – Best case scenario, you get your whole back and nine. It like yeah, it's huge. Like yeah, no, they get a good player. They get a good player back, and I think um, I think I think neither team neither team is going to be like looking at this like oh that was a terrible deal unless Lindholm flames out, but I don't think he will. Chikrin just didn't happen, and it kind of is what it is. I think that maybe the Bruins will touch back there in the summer and see if there's a Jabrowski for Chikrin or anything like that could work. But it's simply we're just we weren't gonna give up low ride, we weren't gonna give up Lizell, and we weren't gonna give up Swayman. So if that's what teams want, like the Bruins don't have a lot of mid level prospects. We have a couple high end prospects. And we're we can't just go give them up. So here's here's a question I got for you. You revisit the Chikrin deal in the summer. Would you uh throw in Matt Grizzly? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I need to re ask me that question after playoffs. I like Matt Grizzlick. I think he plays his role well, and just because he's he's small, right? Like, yeah, but he analytically he's great. The eye test, he's great. I really like. I don't have a problem with Grizzly. I think he defends well. He transitions well. He creates problems for other teams. I I really don't have a problem with Grizzly, and he'll he'll come up in big moments. So I just right. I I don't know. I have a tough time just being like we need to replace Grizzly because I, I don't I don't know. I don't really think we do. 
No, I totally agree with that because if you look at when Grizzly and McAvoy were paired, it's one of the best analytics in the yeah, league. Yeah, yeah. When those two are together, so it's tough though. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I mean, it's 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 tough because like if you can upgrade, then you can upgrade, right? So yeah, if you're going to go at Chikrin, he's not going to be in your bottom pairing. So either Carlo or Grizzly have to go. Yes, you're you're right. I guess that that's a better way to put that. You are right. I just I don't know. Yeah, no, really it's don't. tough seeing a guy like a Boston guy like Grizzly, was born and raised in Charlestown, so playing the dream of every mass kid. So yeah, exactly. I mean, either way, but I think the um. Because I think the Bruins are kind of just, in a way, just jump-started the rebuild like to a fact where we probably don't need to fully rebuild. Getting a guy like Lindholm, sharing him up. You now have Charlie, Lindholm, Pasta. That's your new core, and they're proving it. They're, they're starting to really ball out. Like, Pasta looks awesome. That game, obviously a hat trick last night. How could we say anything other than looks awesome? But they're playing good. They really are. Um, some teams did, you know, some teams interest me, like what they did. Some teams were kind of just – didn't do much. The playoff nope. teams all made big moves in the Atlantic. The Atlantic division is the strongest division in hockey to me, so I don't what, just, what was your most interesting uh, deadline deal? Um, Probably the fact that Jake DeBrus didn't move. Like, I really was for sure he was going to move. If not, then the Evgeny Dadnov situation was pretty interesting. The fact that, like, we saw a trade not go through because the team didn't know he had another team on his no-trade list. It's like, how is that not communicated? Whose agent needs to be fired? And how is this somehow probably still the Ottawa Senators' fault? I don't know. Right. And the yeah, wild part is, inside the rink, he had wrote an article last fall about that, and they included the – Yeah, about how he no has you know, a bad they signing and no trade list. Yep, I know. So I know. Who's getting fired on in top of things. But let's take a quick pause here to give you guys a quick word from our show sponsors and friends of Inside the Rink, BetUS. BetUS has your NBA, NHL, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines for their 27th year of live betting. Sign up for BetUS.com with code RINK. That's R-I-N-K for 125% sign-up bonus. Again, use promo code RINK for your 125% sign-up bonus. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, bet US. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Yeah. So yeah, I, mean, I, no, I recommend that okay. up the market betting. Did not hear one word. Not, not a single word. Do you want to try that again? Maybe, maybe whatever you're doing, when you come back from being all back there, you come back, nobody I can't hear you. You gotta stay in can one you, spot. Can you hear me now? A little bit. But not really. I hope everyone else can. Just, just, just podcast wash. We'll keep going with it. We'll keep going with it. We're having internet issues here today. We're having power issues. Things are a mess. Hello, Kevin. Hello, hello, hello. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if that wrapped things up for hockey for you. Like, would you have anything else for hockey? Um. Oh, the Fabian Lysel talks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should definitely touch on that. You you can lead the charge on that, Mr. Articles. Yeah, so um, right, exactly right after the deadline, Don Smitty was on his press conference. He talks about, hey, yeah, I didn't get a forward, but that Fabian Lysel guy, you know, he has the ability to play at Providence or Boston. 
either or. As soon as the uh, as soon as he's done playing for the Vancouver team in the Western Hockey League, he can come play for either team. He has skill. He has the ability. And there's been a lot of like mixed like issues with that people are like, well, the Western Hockey League is a lot different than the NHL. Yeah, but the talent's there. His overall the talent's there. there. He has a level of skill. I don't know if physically he's going to be able to jump up to the NHL. I think they'll give him a couple games, see what he can do. I think next year he'll make a huge push to be on this team. Right. It's like, I would love to be proven wrong. But the thing is, it's not a guy that's just been playing juniors his whole life. He played with grown men in the Swedish hockey league. Yeah, he didn't do too good, but he did. Yeah, he did. He, he did, did all right, but I mean, he did all right. It wasn't dominant. He, he wasn't dominant. Yeah, he he doesn't take like what he needs to do to adjust and. Yeah. And a lot of people say making the jump to the first line, but it's like it's hard to put a guy with that much talent on your fourth line. No, he's and that guy go. has to play in the top six. There's right. no way he plays anywhere. It's like go, go for it. No, he needs to be with those players. So uh, what's interesting? What do you do with DeBrusque if that's where he's going to slot in? He's on that top line to try. See, that's out. where it's like I just don't. I don't know. I don't know if we see him really. Because you don't want to mess with DeBrusque's psyche going to the playoffs. Like. No. No. But who knows? We'll see. I mean, we'll see how it all goes. We'll see how it all shakes out. It's all we can do. I think that kind of wraps it up for hockey. And this is obviously going to be a shorter episode because we're having internet issues and power issues and everything. But let's jump into a little bit of football. Some big things have happened in football since we last talked. Next week, we're going to get back into our reg- regular scheduled programming with, you know, a lot more football talk. There's a lot to catch up and on. And baseball's two- back. Yeah, and baseball's back. So we're going to definitely be getting some new sections to the podcast, which I'm excited about. And next week, we're actually also going to have a guest on. We have a new writer and new podcaster just joined, joined Inside the Rink, Spencer Lazari. And he's a going to be writing about the Leafs and podcasting about the Leafs. So he's going to come on to recap the Bruins Leaf game that's happening on Tuesday. So that should be pretty cool. And he's going to talk to everyone about his new podcast that he's going to have with us. So I'm going to invite him on for a little bit. So that should be fun. Yeah, but yeah it's awesome. Because like, as of right now, the Bruins just had to play the Leafs yeah. in the playoffs. So it'd be cool. We definitely maybe do some live streams, some uh, Bruins right. Leafs Crazy. live streams. Right, you know, like first, first round loss for the Leafs, man. Like That sucks. Yeah, I know. It'll be tough watching the Leafs get knocked out again. But football, let's go to two topics. Let's go to the quarterback situation in Cleveland, and let's go to Tyreek Hill. The rest we'll cover next week, and then we'll wrap things up. I have a bet for us, and we'll wrap things up. Yeah, dude, it's unreal that everything went down in Cleveland. They went from Deshaun Watson being like, he might come here, and then as soon as Baker Mayfield heard that, he's like, I want a trade request, and then Sean Watson deal went down. And then all of a sudden, Watson's like, yeah, I'll go play in Cleveland. Like, I accept the trade. So he gets traded for three first-round picks and three other picks. Signs a five-year, $230 million contract. And the the big kicker on that contract, his first year in Cleveland, it's only worth a million dollars. Really? They know he's going to be suspended, so they're trying to make it be the least impactful to him financially. Wow. Yeah, what is, I think it's expected eight games, right? Yeah, at least eight games. Even though he's he's found innocent by the court of law, it's, we've seen yeah, that. Yeah, I don't. I'm not level. gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I think Deshaun Watson's a good guy. I think he's. A scumbag. Oh no! Like, <laughs> yeah, definitely I mean, did some scummy things. And, yeah, I think he's a scumbag. But still, yeah, it's, it's just crazy. Like, I just think that I think Baker's not as bad as they make him out to be. I don't know. Did you see what Bart Scott said? He's not better than 28 quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, I don't know. 
I, just, I also hated Bart Scott when he played for the Jets because he's a scumbag. Yeah. I think but, that Baker Mayfield's going to go somewhere. We're going to see the Baker Revenge Tour. I just don't know where it's going to be. <coughs> yeah, like I can see Seattle, and there's just so many places. It's Kaepernick it's going like, to Seattle. Who? Colin Kaepernick, the guy oh, who took the knee, the knee during the anthem. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah he's been filming with Tyler Lockett. Um, yeah, another one <clears> was Matt Ryan went to the Colts. And then immediately they replace him with Marcus Mariota. So. Yeah. Wait, what? Matt Ryan. Yeah, you didn't know that? Where'd Mariota go? He went to Atlanta. Oh, I know that. Oh, I thought you were saying he then went to the Colts to replace Matt Ryan. I'm like, what? No, no, Matt Ryan went to the Colts and then Mariota yeah. replaced him with Yeah, Atlanta. it's going to be wild. I mean, we'll do more of a recap next week. The other crazy move, though, to me, Tyreek Hill out of KC. I think KC is in for a huge regression. A huge regression. Right, so that's because they offered Tyreek a, a huge contract. Yeah, he didn't want to stay. He didn't want to stay. He's just he was done. Like you can only live in Kansas City so long. It's a shithole. It's I so know, like things like, going to Miami. Dude, you're making over a hundred mil and you're I know. competing for Super Bowls. I know. With one of the best young quarterbacks in the league, if not the best. It is weird. It is weird. To go play with Tua, who can't throw a deep ball to save his life. Yeah, but I, I actually wondered to myself, are we going to see a different Tyreek Hill with Tua? Is he going to look – I mean, are we going to see a different Tua with Tyreek Hill? Right. So, a crazy thing is a Tyreek Hill-Jalen Waddle combination. So fast. Receiver, the fastest. A potato could throw them the ball. In the league. It's, a, it's like – and we've seen a lot of times, like, Tyreek Hill gets the ball within 10 yards. And it doesn't matter. He and then he goes to 60. It's – Right. Yeah, he's a beast. You just got to put the ball in his hands. I agree. So, yeah, they have that upside. It's. I agree 100%. Knows. I do look to one other thing. I saw that um Bill Belichick was talking to Malik Willis. Isn't that kind of weird? Who is he... it? Bill? Billy? Yeah. People are saying Ugh. that he might that not is be weird. loyal to Mac. Right. It's, you can't... Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Yeah, it was like he's just, he's shown interest in Malik Willis, which is super weird. So I don't know. All things we'll follow up on, but I think we're wrapping this one up. This was um, we had a tough tough technology tough technology today. Next week will right. be better. Um, so yeah, I was learned, in the woods of Rhode Island. You learn from these. You learn from these tough weeks. Yeah, Kevin lives in the middle of the ocean, and he's out here thinking it's my internet. All right. No, I live on an island of billionaires, man. We have the internet. Lives in the middle of the ocean. Twenty thirty 30 miles of the sea, guys. Middle of the ocean. We don't He's have chains. We don't have chains, though. So. Remember, um, remember, guys, any content you want hockey-wise, you should be going to Inside the Rink. We've started our live streams. Our YouTube channel's now active. We have a working TikTok. Follow us on TikTok at Inside the Rink. We have an app. We have an app now. Yeah, I can't like, believe anything about the app. Check, yeah, we have it. an app, guys. Like. Yeah, so if you follow Inside the Rink on Twitter... Um, go to the link and check out the app. Search inside the link in inside the rink <laughs> in the Apple Store in the Google Play Store. You can get the get the app and like, I write notifications. Like, I try to write at least three articles minimum a week, guys. Yeah, so. Kevin's writing for everybody, so let's just and if you guys want, have a topic that you want me to cover, like just DM him. DM right. Kevin. DM me on my Slide Twitter. Slide in his or... DMs. His DMs are wide open for all the fans. Right, I only have a hundred and like five followers. I want to grow that. Yeah, and you always hit the cue the duck boats pod. Uh, yep, with a Z. Cue the duck boats with a Z. With a Z, it is up, and I'm more than happy to write 
about whatever you guys want. Before, I'm here to make content for you guys. Before we go, I have a bet for us, okay? Okay. All right. It is for tomorrow night. It is a parlay of the Bruins and Lightning. Lightning coming off a tough loss to the Bruins. Bruins playing the Islanders who beat up on them last time we played them. We played them Bruins-Lightning parlay. Is that it for tomorrow? It yeah, that wraps it up. Have a good weekend. Have a great week. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Same place, same time. See you later, Kev. Adios, Jake. Fix your name.